welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart television platforms. We're broadcasting today from Showcase Properties Studio in the horse capital of the world. Thank you to our presenting sponsor for this part of the show, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And thank you to our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Um, This is the Sundance Kid, AKA Flynn here, who's uh, come over for a visit. Uh, We're going to start off uh, in this segment giving you a little bit of uh, the news of the um, Horse Fever 2020 horses and who won the three from the Giving Collection. Uh, I've got a couple of little snippets of interviews that Gigi Rosado, our director, managed to get last Friday. Uh, Unfortunately, I was not there uh, for the event. Congratulations to the winners. Um, My uh, horse, my heart horse of a lifetime, Sunny, Sundance, passed away last Thursday uh, after a, uh, a visit of Dr. Kayot, Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith came out to um, see us as he was having a very bad gas colic. Thank you to Gail Rice for being here with me that night. We stayed up all night with him and the next day um, Dr. Kayot discovered that he had in fact ruptured his intestines. At age 35, having had 29 years with me, um, we did decide it was in the best interest um, for him to be euthanized and um, he was taken by Carlos Figueroa at VPF Logistics to the crematory here and um, I'll be getting his ashes back this week asking for prayers he was uh, an incredible horse we had some amazing rides on the beach uh, he loved his treats there were no strangers um, he was just a, a wonderful incredible horse that gave me the most amazing 29 years. So I'm very grateful to that. Uh, congratulations to Niall Brennan, Niall Brennan Stables, uh, of course, Essential Quality, who won the Belmont this past weekend, was a grad from there. Also want to say congratulations to him on his grandchild. He um, and Jolene Weeks had their their grandchild, uh, Kaylin and Collins, little baby, Kaysen Lane, was also born. So congratulations to them. I hope you enjoy the show coming up. We've got Dr. Kayot. We're also, uh, as I said, going to give you the the Horse Fever 2020 updates. Um, Plus, we've got some great interviews um, with Jody and Joe from Chestnut Hill Arabians. And I think we have an epic uh, interview with Dr. Alberto around towards the second part of the show uh, presented by Palm Chevrolet. So enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. I am Gigi Rosado, the director of the Horse Talk Show. And I am here with Irene McCracken, and she just won Sunny Days. One of the horses that were from the giveaway collection here at Ocala, downtown Ocala. So, Irene, how do you feel about winning Sunny Days, or any of the horses for that matter? Amazing. Unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Do you have any idea where are you going to want to put this at? I'm just undecided right at this time. It's just a shock, you know. So, what 
what do you think about this whole endeavor about all the painted horses that they have here for downtown you know and all the other areas you know like CEP you know showcase properties has their own little horse and stuff like that I mean what do you think of the whole the whole entire endeavor of the horse fever 2020 what do you think about that well I've been here for the last three when they started the first one the second and this one here and it's amazing what everybody can do in Marion County it's a beautiful uh, setup that they have and you just can't beat it anywhere else I've been traveling around the world about three times and I never seen anything like this in Ocala we really are fortunate to have something like this here local where we live yes I totally agree I've traveled you know around the United States and I've never seen I mean there's a few places that have you know little horses of their own but I think Ocala has it beat by by any means you know with all the beautiful horses all the artists you know that they painted and all and the time and patience that they took to do it I mean I am glad to be part of all this and see so what is the next step for horse fever do you have any idea what they might do now or they might continue a new collection maybe as long as God keeps me going I'm going to be here all till the end <laughs> you heard that you know she's going to keep on going so uh, congratulations Irene I am so happy for you and I look forward to finding out where you put that out hopefully where the public can come visit you know take beautiful pictures and be proud of the Vino Ocala you're welcome hi welcome to the horse talk show I'm Gigi Rosado I'm the director of the show and I am here with the artist who designed sunny days hi I'm Rhonda Richley I love doing sunny days <laughs> wonderful so your creative process. I mean, did you automatically knew you wanted to paint sunflowers over him or, you know, the name and all this kind of stuff? Well, or yes. Well, the whole thing is that uh, I'm inspired by Van Gogh and that, like the field of lavender in the south of yeah. France and the sunflowers and the colors. And then I looked up what sunflowers were and they bring good luck and cheer to anybody who has them. Yeah. So I thought after the pandemic and all that, that's what we needed. That's a perfect. That's why yeah. I did it. And then he ends up in the in the uh, the giving collection, and I'm like, oh, perfect, double whammy. Yes, I was very happy with this, but I do get visitation rights. I talked to her about it already. So as you may know, I spoke with Irene beforehand. She's the winner of Sunny Days. So like she just said, she got dibs on visiting Sunny Days when she wants. <laughs> she got visiting. She got visiting rights. So how do you feel about Irene? You know, winning Sunny Days. I think it's great. I think it's great. I know he's going to be well taken care of. He's going to have little flowers at his feet. He's going to be fine. <laughs> he told me. There you go. So you heard it from the artist herself. You know, she created Sunny Days. And she's ecstatic about where is it going. And we just look forward to more art creations from you. Is there any place that we can follow you? You know, where artists, other artists and other people like to see your creations? You can follow me online. I have a website, rondarichley.com. I'm always up here to any member show. Um, yeah. Instagram, same name. Okay. You can follow me. There you go, guys. Follow her. She's a fantastic artist, as you can see by her art on sunny days. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Gigi Rosado. I'm the director of the show. And I am here with the Rowans, who just won. Home sweet home. Woohoo! I was trying to kill you. <laughs> I know. Sweet home, which is perfect because we want to understand it might be put in Ocala Preserve, yes. which is perfect. We'll yeah. Yes, they will stay in our in our home. Beautiful community here. So, how do you guys feel about winning? I mean, just not only Home Sweet Home, but just any other collections. Well, shocked, yeah. shocked, because this is the first time they've been up for auction and available to buy tickets, and we won, and we just—I don't know—we're shocked. It's so cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so, what do you think about the design? You know, home sweet home, all the little bird's nests and everything. Well, we, 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 we talked. We talked to the artist, and she explained uh, her why she did the design that she did, and we we thought that was it was um, yeah, was very interesting. We and we were very uh, impressed with 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 um, all the things she had to say about uh, her design. Bird nests and we love birds and horses and then the bird nests home sweet home horse gorgeous yes and on top of that in a preserve yes yes absolutely so I mean that couldn't have fit any perfect you know birds trees you know I mean it's an ultimate combination right. so I mean what do you guys plan to do next you know are you going to put it 
I'm assuming putting in like a little area where you know the public can probably come visit or anything yeah, like that. Donated to our community, the Ocala Preserve, to put in a public place where everyone can enjoy it. And and yeah, exactly. it's so we'll, cool. We'll, yeah. we'll have to meet with uh, the the powers to be, and we'll <laughs> we'll we'll come up with a, a a good place for her or him, yeah. him or her. <laughs> it, I don't know. <laughs> You name it. Although he wants, he wants rights to sit on it whenever he can. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I would have. I would have suggested. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, you guys. I am so happy for you, and I am ecstatic to see that it's going to stay here in Ocala. That's you know, same thing with the winner who won critters. You know, which is kind of funny. You know, she wasn't here, so that was a little fun thing. You know, that just happened. So. And I know Irene just won hers, you know, so I'm sure she's probably going to keep it here in Ocala local. So that just makes it even better. You know, all three collections right here in our town. That's Very cool. Yeah. So any last words about this exciting moment? <laughs> we hope there is another one. Oh, yeah. We hope in the future, maybe people will be able to bid on horses and have the same experience, right? That's a good idea. More painted horses, more auctions. <laughs> yes. Yay. I'm here with the Rowans and they won. Congratulations once again. I am so happy for you guys and we'll see you next time. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. 
for listening to the Horse Pop Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show, and we're here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. Uh, I have a guest here with me, Dr. Adam Kayot from the hospital here. We're going to talk a little bit about smoke inhalation. Obviously been a really big concern in the very disastrous Australian bushfires, seen a lot of animals rushing from uh, terrible hot fires, and obviously a lot of the horses were affected uh, with smoke inhalation. So um, a good question to ask, Dr. Kayot, to start with is um, what's the best thing to do if your horse is in or around a barn fire or any kind of a fire, really, and, and inhales a lot of smoke? And what kind of things should you look for? And how do you know how serious the inhalation is? Right. Well, that's a good question. Um, so if, if, if your horse is around a barn fire, obviously the, the main point is to get them away from it as best you can open the doors you know don't try not to run into the fire that's not a good thing to do um obviously and then but then you have to worry about smoke inhalation um so if if it's if it's serious and they're and they're close to the fire you know you can have burning of the lungs you can have scarring of uh you know the 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 respiratory system and the respiratory tract that can all lead to chronic problems down the line and i would liken it to a an acute onset of copd or a heavy kind of situation because that's what happens in copd but it happens over a long period of time it's a it's a constant um irritation of the of the um the um respiratory tract that develop scarring in the lungs and then they're not able to uh, exchange oxygen as efficiently as they were before. So same thing can happen in a smoke, smoky environment, even if you're not in, um, say, a barn fire immediately on your farm or whatever. But even some of these wildfires that we've had, are, you know, around central Florida, you know, I've been here 18 years. I can remember several cases of there were wildfires and uh, the smoke would drift, you know, into our area. And certainly horses that already have COPD are going to really struggle with that. And and you you try to, you know, as best you can, avoid that exposure to the smoke. Um, if, if they... If they are particularly sensitive to it and they haven't shown signs of respiratory distress before because of some chronic problem, it can kind of throw them into a, an episode. Um, <clears throat> so the way you tell is you look at the horse. You know, you it, how's the horse breathing? Is it breathing normally? Is it is it, is respiratory rate increased? Is the respiratory effort increased? Meaning they're having to actively inhale or exhale, you know, and you're, and you're seeing them, their um, abdominal cavity typically heave, and, and that's where that name comes from. Um, and then, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I can listen to the lungs and listen to the sounds that are coming from the lungs, and all that gives, um, you know, um, gives you an idea of how, how they're affected. If you wanted to get more on a, on a you know, on a, a smaller scale but a laboratory based you know you could certainly do a a blood oxygen but that tends to you'd have to have the horse at more of a clinic because the oxygen would it dissipates out of the blood quickly and i was actually going to ask you at what point do you know that your horse might need hospitalization and maybe to be brought into the clinic well that that would go with you know a, a good physical exam you know by the attending veterinarian if this horse is in significant respiratory distress which you know they are tip horses are typically very um it's pretty easy to tell because they are struggling they aren't they aren't um quiet or calm if they're just breathing hard but they're standing calmly then you're probably okay but if they're really having an effort and they're they're um they have almost like an anxiety you can you can tell um then that's uh um a situation that you would consider an emergency and you know and 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 it may be that they just need to get into a, a, a climate controlled area 
Um, or they might have to have like a tracheostomy or something like that that, that uh, allows them to breathe easier. Um, Is there anything you can do for the horse while you're waiting for your veterinarian to come if your horse has inhaled a lot of smoke? Well, there's not a lot. You, I mean, obviously, anti-inflammatories you can try. Um, you know, if you have any of those on hand, banamine, steroid, dexamethasone, any of those things to decrease the initial um, inflammation that occurs or the irritation. Any of those things um, will help. Obviously, try to get them in a space where they aren't exposed to the spoke. So if you can get them inside, away from it, to where it's not, you know, not as prevalent, that's great. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to even have an air-conditioned area that you can put them in, that's, of course, ideal. Um, but there aren't too many of those places out there. So, um, but, but that's what you can try to do. Um, any anti-inflammatory deal to, to try to decrease the body's response to this pollution, basically, is what it is. Right. You know. Now, as far as um, if a horse has been, let's say a barn has been on fire or, or for example, in Australia, there was nowhere for them to go to get away from it because everything was on fire. Um, is the outcome, you know, generally good? And is it something that a veterinarian can get under control fairly quickly once he gets to the horse? Um, or can it be a fatality if it's, I'm sure it can be if it's extreme, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it can be. It can go in any different directions. If, if this horse was on the cusp of cusp of having um, respiratory problems just from being like a COPD horse, then those horses can be pushed, you know, over the edge, so to speak. Depending on how severe that, how much, um, you know, how much smoke they did inhale, how hot it was, did they inhale flames or that sort of thing. And, and and the damage that gets done to the to the respiratory tract, it, it, it's difficult to tell acutely. Certainly, you can scope the horse and look at the look at the respiratory tract from basically the head down to the bifurcation at the lung. But one but what you can't see is the little you know bronchioles that are in the lung tree itself and how damaged those are. That won't show up acutely. Typically, that takes a while to show signs unless you have some kind of bleeding or that sort of thing that, that you may be able to see and that, that would give you some indication that it's more serious. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a wait and see and some horses will recover just fine and, you know, go through it. But ones that are kind of on the edge are going to, you know, that it could push them over and then you have a problem for the rest of their life if they, if they make it. So if you have a horse that commonly has the heaves, that horse is obviously going to be compromised much faster than a horse that does not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's just 10 times, 100 times the, the pollutants or the irritants in the air that they have a hard time with, you know, just humidity and summer pollen, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. It's actually really been tragic to watch the uh, the pictures and stories we've seen from Australia. Lots of prayers and thoughts out to everybody connected. It seems they have had some rain now, uh, thankfully. So uh, hopefully uh, that situation is going to improve. I'm here with uh, Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala. And I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms. I'm here at Chestnut Hill Arabians enjoying a wonderful open house, learning about the very beautiful and majestic Arabian breed. We've had a wonderful time and I've got an opportunity now to talk to Joe Alberti here, who is the owner and trainer at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Joe, thank you for having us. Um, tell us a little background, first of all, before we start on the horse, uh, about you. Okay, so I uh, started with horses when I was five and, um, you know, did the normal kind of learned how to ride and I was interested but not, I wasn't super into it. Um, and then we actually stumbled upon our first Arabian um, and that horse to me was so different and it learned how to like open its stall door and it was just so much more engaging and I really was enthralled by this. I thought this horse is so different from all of the other horses we've ever had um, and really I think ever since then I've just been an, an Arabian horse addict. I, I really do. And so obviously you've competed as well? Yes, I've competed in the Arabian circuit. Um, we've done a little bit of everything. I competed as a, as a child and then as an adult, as an amateur, and then really decided after a little bit of college that this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to give it a whirl and see if I could cut it before I was too old to do it. So here I am and I'm still doing it. <laughs> So tell us, um, first of all, before I, I want to touch a little on some of the misconceptions, which I know you did in the in the presentation. Well done. But first of all, tell us a little background on the Arabian horse and, and its history. So the Arabian horse is the only pure breed, meaning that all other horses originate from them. And it's the only breed that you can trace back to literally desert bred, meaning that when the Bedouins were creating this country, basically that the Arabian horse was what they kept in their tents. They were their watchdogs, which is why they're so alert and which is why they act the way they do because they alerted anybody to any kind of bad people that were coming on to their property or their area. And so it's really important, I think, that we preserve this breed because it is the only pure breed. It's a beautiful breed. And, and I think that they just have so much to offer. And one of our goals here is to show people that there are a lot of misconceptions with the breed. They're not flighty, they're not crazy. They're actually very, very intelligent. They're very personable. They were bred smaller to be in the tents with the Bedouins. They lived with them one-on-one -on -one the same way you would live with your dog. And so I think a lot of people don't understand that. And that's one of the reasons why these events are so important. So tell us a little bit about the different levels of riders that you're going to have here in your program um, as far as um, beginners, interme intermediate, and then the more advanced um, riders. So we've started the Ocala Stirrups program because I feel like here in Ocala, you can go to the top of any level. There's, I mean, you name it, hunter jumpers, dressage, whatever it is, there are some of the best of the best in this industry in Ocala. But there's not a lot of beginning programs. There are some, and, and they're great, but I just think that we need more of them. And so what we wanted to show here today was that we can, we can have the beginner rider who's never ridden a horse before and wants to learn. We can have an intermediate rider who maybe, maybe they've done trail rides. Maybe they've ridden horses in their backyard, but they want to learn some more formal training. And the advanced rider who is currently currently competing, wants to continue to compete, and wants to continue to get better. So we tried to show those three levels here in our demonstration. Um, as far as the effect that you think it has on the crowd and who the crowd is for this event, um, I see a lot of horse people and also possibly some non-horse people too. So definitely um, an educational event to help the general public learn more. So May is Meet the Arabian Month, which is why we're having this event today in May. And the goal is, is to introduce Arabian people and non-Arabian people to the Arabian horse. I think a lot of horse people know that the Arabian horse exists and they have maybe kind of put them in a box of what they're like. And our goal is to show them that they're maybe not like that and to introduce brand new people to the Arabian horse and to show them that we do have a grassroots program. We can bring these people in on a, on a very beginner basis. We can teach them how to ride, whether they want to show the horse or not is completely irrelevant. We want to learn, we want to teach people how to interact with horses because horses teach, especially kids, they teach them so much. They teach them how to interact, how to negotiate things. It's not like a basketball that you can go out and dribble until your fingers bleed. You have to interact with that horse. And sometimes you're having a bad day and sometimes the horse is having a bad day. And so I think it teaches kids really how to interact with one another and how to interact with other humans. What kind of progress have you seen with, with some students? And you don't, obviously you don't have to name students, but, um, but can you share with us some of the things you've seen, like changes in them and improvements, things like that? Yes. So I have had a couple of students who have been with me 
uh, some of them since they were four years old, and uh, one of them is now married and has a child, and the other one is actually getting married in a month. And just watching the progression, you know, just learning how to handle people, how to interact in social settings without their parents there, and how to negotiate through life with that horse and understand that, okay, today the horse is having an off day, tomorrow will be a better day. How to understand that there are different levels to that, and that not every day is gonna be perfect, just like you're not gonna be perfect at your job every day. We all have good days and bad days. And watching those kids advance and be in different settings and handle themselves with different people from all different walks of life. You know, the horse industry is a large industry. There are so many people in this industry that come to it from all different places. A lot of them, this is their hobby. And so they have other businesses that are very large and very, and in, 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 we have a lot of people that do other things. And so I think it's important that these children are able to interact and handle themselves as adults. And I've seen a huge growth in them, which is why I'm so adamant and I'm, it's, I just feel so strongly that it's such an important thing for youth to, to interact with horses. I agree. I think some of that has got lost with kids being indoors more and on, on technology more. Uh, perhaps they moved away from some of this. So goal to get them back here, uh, involved with horses, get them riding, uh, help I see with the carrots. That was wonderful over there, the little kids feeding the carrots. I think that helps take that intimidation away. Yes, I, I think also we, we, we're in such a modern technology age and so many kids are inside playing video games on their cell phones. You need to get out get dirty, get your hands dirty, get some saliva on it, you know, and, and, and see what, you know, there's, there's a connection between a person and a horse. And when that, when that horse looks at you and it really looks through your soul and you really have, I got goosebumps, you know, you really have that feeling. There's nothing like it. I mean, I'm an animal lover. I love all kinds of animals and I love dogs and I, but, but horses to me, there's just something different about them. And I think when these children can interact with them and feed them a carrot and get to pet them and have that horse look at them, you know, it's not going to grab everybody. And it's, it's not for everybody, just like, I mean, that's just the nature of, of life. But when it does grab you, I think it grabs you for life. I have to agree with you there. I think when you fall in love with a horse when you're a little kid, that's it. You know, you're sold. And, and I think it's something like one in three households in America wish they had a horse or interaction. So you're making it happen right here. I, I agree. I, I think when, when you have that availability to, to see a horse, because some of these kids have never touched a horse. They've probably never even seen a horse in person. So they may not even know that it's something that they're even interested in. And we're hoping that the ones that want to be interested, now they have a vehicle to do that. We're, we're affording them the opportunity to be able to come here, see these horses, ride, learn whatever they want to learn, and, and make that be a choice. You know, also, there's so many jobs that encompass the equine industry, whether it's a trainer or a farrier or a dentist or, you know, a, a nutritionist or, you know, there's so many different things or a marketer. You know, there's so many different things that you can bring to this. And I think it's important that children know that these are available to them because that might be things that they want to pursue. And if they don't know it exists, they can't pursue it. Absolutely. Well said, Joe. Joe, any last thing you'd like to add for our listeners? I just want to add that, you know, Arabians in general sometimes get a bad rap. Trainers in general sometimes get a bad rap. You know, I do this because I love it. It's been my dream to be an Arabian horse trainer. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to do this. And I always say, I don't really have to go to work every day. This is what I've always wanted to do. If I hit the lottery yesterday, tomorrow for a billion dollars, I would still be here every day. And so I'm very, very lucky to be able to do that. And I'm um, very grateful for it. Joe Alberti, thank you for having us today. What an incredible facility. Obviously, uh, a labor of love here on, on Joe's part. We're here at Chestnut Hill Arabians on the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. For more than 20 years, we've been helping people buy and sell real estate with confidence. And you'll always find us actively involved in the community by supporting local arts and culture, mentorship and youth programs, and equestrian events, the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world that does much to enrich the lives of many. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact one of our experienced agents today.
The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're... Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms here at the Chestnut Hill Arabians Barn where we have enjoyed a wonderful event today where we got to learn about the beautiful breed, the Arabian. We also got to see some incredible demonstrations and the kids got to feed some carrots, which was a wonderful thing to see today. Uh, I chatted a little bit to Joe Alberti, the owner and trainer here, as well as one of the students. Now I get a chance to tra chat to the instructor, Jodie Everton, and um, she's got quite an interesting background, which I think will help her be a great success helping Joe with this program. So Jodie, tell us a little background on you first of all, um, what you did when you were little and, and why you like horses and, and what that brought you to, and, and then your career until this point was very interesting. Sure. So um, share a little bit about your life with us. All right, well thank you, Louise. I'm so glad you're here with us today. So um, my father was a horse trainer. I grew up on a horse farm in Northern New Jersey. Um, my parents uh, were immediately in love with the Arabian horse. That was our breed right from the start. Um, we He trained a variety of other breeds, but Arabians was always our primary breed. So I grew up uh, in New Jersey. Uh, we relocated to Delaware. We built a farm in Delaware while I finished my college degree. Um, I worked for some different horse trainers. Uh, our, my friendship with Dr Joe grew over 25 years, and we spent a lot of time at horse shows next to each other in the barn. And um, decided about a year ago it was time to start thinking about a little different type of program. So I had finished my degree. I'm a 16-year uh, public educator, um, a special education. And while I loved, loved teaching school, I loved the kids, I struggled with the adults. I did well with challenging students. I did not do well with challenging adults. So uh, the barn just was continually calling me back. Uh, I continued to give lessons in coach riders. I was very fortunate um, to work with some other trainers teaching their students. My sister and I produced several national champions at Youth Nationals. Um, and that was it was wonderful and all of that kind of brought me to where I am now. Um, I decided to leave, leave teaching about two years ago. And um, still the barn was calling me. So now our objective with Ocala Stirrups is to bridge those two skill sets, bridge my horsemanship with my time and education as a public educator. Now tell us, having worked many, many years as a school teacher, obviously you've dealt with all sorts of different um, children. Working in any kind of special education is particularly um, uh, rewarding yes. but also can be very very difficult and trying at times um, tell us how some of that dedication and and the way that you're able to help children who are in um, either disabled or have some special ed restriction um, how that kind of transfers to helping you with kids in riding programs who may be coming to a horse for the very first time and may be very intimidated and I'm sure people with disabilities and restrictions are also intimidated so that gives you a great deal of experience in how to communicate with kids of all ages um, and, and actually all um, you know levels of ability so share a little bit about that because that when you said special education I said wow that is a, a field that you've got to be really really good at and you know one of the things a good friend of mine used to say about special education is the rewards are great but they are fewer and further between 
And one of the things you learn in becoming any kind of a teacher is that your job is to deliver the curriculum to that child, however that means to that particular person. So it is the art of saying the same thing 25 different ways. And that is very much what happens in the arena as well. Um, we've got riders of all different levels and backgrounds, some who have never touched a horse, some who have been involved with horses their whole lives but have never had instruction, some who have had instruction and still are looking for something they have not found yet. They're looking for maybe a little more of an empathetic ear, someone to listen to the things that make them fearful, someone to make them comfortable sharing the things that make them fearful. I have watched people try to bring this information to world champion horse trainers, and the trainer struggles to get themselves at the same place where that amateur is. And I feel like as a school teacher, that is the training of being a school teacher, is you need to understand the student. You need to understand who you're delivering this information to. And if the more efficient I can be in my communication, the more that child can learn or the more that rider can absorb. And you know, when you're talking about the classroom, we are limited on minutes. Minutes is the scarcity that happens in education. There are no minutes to lose. So when you take that mentality to the barn, we can have a good time. I can teach them to groom and ride. But when we ride, we are only focused on the riding. I am only focused on that child and that horse. Nothing else in the world is happening, just me and them. And I feel like having that interpersonal connection with the rider is very important. Me taking the time to listen to their fears, taking the time to listen to their goals, which to someone else might sound a little crazy. But I know if they stay on the track, we, we can get help get them there. And now that I'm with Joe, I feel like those possibilities are even greater. Um, but when people are willing to be open and honest about what they want, that is the best for me. And that is when I can really just develop a little more of a personal relationship with them so that then we can move forward together. Um, I think that really is probably the most important thing I've brought from special education to the horse world. And, you know, I'll tell you, you, you sort of just struck a little nerve with me for a couple of reasons. And one is that I was never good at math. Okay. I could never, ever do any kind of math. And my teacher, and she's one of my teachers whose name I remember, Mrs. Morris, bless her. I couldn't do math. And one day we were doing a problem and I tried it and tried it and tried it. And I think there's a reason that they call math um, questions problems. <laughs> I'm just going to say, because they're a problem. And I said to her, Mrs. Morris, this is just not logical. And she said, Louisa Barton, you're not logical. And do you know that Mrs. Morris never, ever learned how to communicate with me? And it wasn't actually until Mr. Rowe at CF here in Ocala got me an A in algebra and an A in statistics in college because he knew how to communicate with me. So I use this example to blame Mrs. Morris for my grades. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shame on you, Mrs. Morris. Shame on you. But actually, also, to share with you that Mr. Rowe could communicate with me. He understood that I couldn't do math and that he had to find another way to teach me. Yes. Okay? And, um, you know... His willingness to find that way is what will make you always remember that man. That he was willing to take it to a place where you could understand it and bridge the gap where you needed to go to pass that course. And then you got an A. Exactly, and then it all made sense. I'm like, wow, this is easy. I imagine your confidence improved in other things as well. And see, we see that also with the horses. We see a little spark that takes place here. And then when I hear from the parents that the teachers are seeing a change and the child is feeling a change, they're feeling a change socially, then the doors really start to open up. When I was a kid, my dad was a horse trainer, yet he still hired me a riding instructor. And his peers gave him a hard time about that. They said, why are you spending money to do with her? You could do this with her. And he said, I could, but he was also a trained teacher. And he said, but I am her father and the delivery is not the same. What I say to her, she takes personally. I can say it to 45 other kids and it's fine. But if I say it to her that way, it is not fine. And, we, and she's still whining about it at dinner time. Now, when my instructor told me to do it, I never questioned it. I never would have second guessed her. If she told me I could, I could. If she told me I wasn't ready for something, then I wasn't ready for something. You know, it was their confidence in me 
They, if they said I was good, I was good. So that is part of what Joe and I would like to bring to this. You know, Joe bringing the horse piece and me bringing the rider piece. That, um, yeah, my confidence in other people helped me excel, and that's what I'm hoping to bring here. You know, that's another good point, and, and, and I mentioned this and was chatting to you before the interview, was my riding instructor didn't have any people skills. And I also didn't teach my daughter. My daughter also went to an instructor, and we'll get back to that in a minute because we just got the sign from Gigi, Louisa Barton, for the Horse Talk Show here at Chestnut Hill Arabians with Jody Everton. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms. Here at Chestnut Hill Arabians, we've been chatting a little bit to Jody Everton, who is the instructor here. Her and Joe Alberti are putting programs together here to help kids learn from any level, whether they've never touched a horse or are experienced and have been riding for years. Maybe they've never rode or shown an Arabian um, so they can have that experience here from all the way from beginner um, from young children up to um, older adults everybody's welcome here they're kind of changing the uh, misconceptions about the Arabian breed who are um, incredible I, I owned a half Welsh and half Arabian when I was little and loved her um, that it's incredible breed they're sharing that they're trying to bring in the community to educate um, on the breed and on horses, take away some of that intimidation. This event's been incredible today. Jody's been sharing a little bit about her background as a teacher, and um, I talked a little bit about some of my instructors and teachers who really didn't have good communication skills. And of course, Joe, uh, Joe Alberti here, um, the owner, does have very good uh, communication skills. We're very fortunate with that. But sometimes the trainer needs to focus on the horse, and then the instructor, can focus on the person and I, I always say that really good trainers speak horse and um, and Joe does uh, so we've been talking Jody a little bit about um, some of what you're going to be doing here um, tell us a little bit uh, individual lessons group lessons um, summer camps yes we're gonna be doing all of those things if it were up to me I would stay in a private lesson setup because I feel like that connection with that person is very important so any anyone who comes is gonna start in a at least two private lessons we will of course get riders that have a little more experience and are ready to ride safely in a group and they want to just come and they want to have riding time so that is a great way to do that is in the group lesson like I said we'll focus primarily on the individual lessons and then that'll kind of grow into the group lessons and then the next thing after we've kind of gotten forward from this event the next piece we would like to bring in is people trailering their horse in because whether you are a hobbyist or you just want some exercise and you want to ride better or you want to be able to utilize your horse more sometimes you need a little help to do that you know my mom who my mom and dad who started at a boarding farm they had the horse with the trainer of course and my mom and dad both took riding lessons she said they never rode more than when the horse was somewhere else. Once you bring the horse home, then you gotta feed the horse, you gotta clean the horse's stall, you gotta fix the fence, you gotta go buy all the things you need to do that. She said, I never rode more than when the horse was with the trainer. And ironically, she thought, oh, it'll be home now, I can ride it every day. She didn't ride it every day. <laughs> 
Now, she does have a horse in training with my sister, who is the trainer, and she does ride very regularly, and she's going to be 74 years old. And she is an eighth grade math teacher, and she continues to do that to fund her horse hobby. So she could retire and not show, or she could keep teaching and show. So she's decided to keep teaching and show. It's so funny how everything you say I can relate to. I don't have time to ride. <laughs> I'm fixing fences and mowing. It is much you will make yourself ride if you have an appointment with Joe or I because we will call you. And we'll say, where are you? You do have time to ride. Get over here. <laughs> and you will come. And you will make time. <laughs> After my, my broken neck is fully healed and I'm permitted to ride again, which is about another three months, it, this is a place I could bring, for example, my younger Mustang and work with him with you guys. Absolutely. And one of the things that Joe and I noticed being in other training farms and in other horse venues is farms have a focus, whether it is pleasure riders or trail riders or show riders. I have not seen a farm that makes all those different level riders comfortable. Generally, what I see is people trying to push you to what they do. And that is not where Joe and I are at. We are hopeful people will fall in love with the Arabians. But really what we want is people to fall back in love with their horse. Fall back in, or fall in love for the first time with this as an activity. With this as a sport. With this as a part of a very active lifestyle. I also think another thing that's really unique is we as adults are looking for reasons to connect with our kids. Ways to connect with our kids, ways to connect with stepchildren maybe, or grandchildren. And this is an experience that allows you to do that. Um, when my husband and I got together, he has three children. I've taught them each to ride. They each enjoy it. They're each comfortable around it. But it was a way for us to develop a relationship. So the thing I had to offer them, the little part, the little perk, was, hey, she's got a horse, you wanna go see the horse? So of course they did, and that certainly helped just develop a little more of a connection between me and the kids. And because that's what I do, horse and kids, that came very naturally to me. It was a little harder trying to develop the rest of that relationship, but the doors got opened from the horses. That was where my comfort level was, and it was very obvious to them that that's where I was most comfortable. It's definitely a barrier breaker for sure. Yes. Yes, and I just think, I think families are always looking for ways to connect. Things that you talk about around the dinner table. This was our conversation my entire life. We talked about the horses. What was coming up? What just happened? We would ask my dad every day, who's the star of the day? And he would tell us who and why, why that horse was the best horse of the day. And that was what we looked forward to at the end of the day, was that kind of conversation. And because I have jokingly said since then, I don't know what people talk about if they're not talking about this, but you need to find that commonality within your family. And, and maybe it's not through horse ownership. Maybe it's just coming once a week and riding together. I've got a grandmother and a granddaughter that ride together. I just think that's wonderful. You know, how unique. Some grandmas take you to the park. This grandma takes her to the horse farm. I think that's awesome. My nieces, it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's just what we do together. So, so whether it's a competitive thing or it's just un enjoying the time in the barn, that commonality is what brings us and keeps us together and then just develops the relationship in a very different way. So you just touched another. All right. You're good. <laughs> My, my daughter's pregnant. She's okay, having a baby in October and I'm already planning the pony. So she wants to come to my house. Of course. Of course. And where is she going to want to hang out? Where the pony is. Yes. Look, that's how every child I meet. I say, hi, I'm Jody. I have ponies. So, <laughs> some people are trying to impress the adult. I want to impress the kid. I want the kid to come see me again. And yeah, very often if I meet a family, I introduce and I shake hands, but I want to talk to the kids. I want to know what they're into, what they like, what they don't like. Plus they, they're so honest and they just tell you how it is. And not all adults do that, which is why I enjoy kids. So sometimes whether you want to hear it or not, you're, but if you ask, you're going to get the information. And that's what I love about a kid. No, you're right. They're just, that's yeah. it, right? Right off the top of their head. They have no reason to frame it. They have no reason to exaggerate, over-exaggerate, or undersell it. You ask them, and they just tell it, tell you. And that's why I enjoy kids so much. And because their, their, their answers are so pure, you know, and it comes from such a pure place. It's not framed. Yeah, that's why I just love a kid. That's why I love teaching. I loved my time in the schoolhouse with the kids, and now I, will, I know I will enjoy my time in the arena with them. <laughs> so this journey... 
beginning. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, and you've done a, a lot of kind of bringing the community in. You've come to a chamber meeting to kind of meet the community and, and learn about the things here. Um, obviously, you really care about educating um, and even drawing in the non-horse people, which yes. is my passion, um, to bring them into the horse world and share. Other than that, what is the big um, kind of bucket list goal for the program for Ocala Stirrups here at the Chestnut Hill Arabians if you if you were to put that in a couple of sentences my goal is to make this a friendly place for all riders any level rider I love to go to compete I love to go to the national championships um, some of the biggest thrills I have had in this have been bringing riders from age five and six to being age 10, 11, and 12, and then watching them become national champions on horses that we bred. I mean, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming to meet them when they're just these little squirts, and then watch these young women come through, and now, fast forward, now I'm teaching some of their children, which, please, I can't even. But, but you add that together, and it's just, it is a lifetime of wonderful relationships and deep friendships um, that mean something to us, whether they have a horse in training with us or not. So exciting. Jody. I want to thank you so much, you and Joe, for having us today. Um, really an honor. And I have to tell you, having met you, what, three times? Um, what a woman. She's in the right place doing uh, exactly what she's called to do. I can tell you from, um, from seeing how much she loves this, the passion um, for this labor of love here at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Ocala Stirrups, something you definitely need to check out. And they certainly will be welcoming when you come to the farm. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magnawave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at EPIC, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center in Ocala, the horse capital of the world. Sitting with me, I have the mastermind behind EPIC, Dr. Alberto Rian. And between us, we've added a friend, Parley. And Parley has a great story. Um, the rehab here has helped him uh, significantly. The change in him is absolutely incredible. I'm going to let Dr. Rian tell his story. How about you hold him while I tell his story? So, Parley, when he was a kid, yearling, <laughs> not when he was little, not when he was little, right? Um, something happened on his life that he became very lame in the front. And when you, if, you, if you look at the video, you see that he basically could put no weight in the front at all. It was only his hind end. So, when he came and we x-rayed him, we found fragments of bone on both front shoulders. Wow. They were quite severe, actually, quite severe. And we consulted with multiple surgeons because when he came, I was honest with everybody. I told him I have never treated this condition successfully before. And we consulted with other surgeons and I said, well, the only option that you have is to do surgery. And there's a surgery that you had to do where you just basically remove the joint and you put screws and plates and they do relatively okay. He belonged to the Therapeutic Association, Marion, Marion, Marion County Therapeutic. Therapeutic Association. And obviously the, the funds were short, mm -hmm. so they couldn't go for surgery. 
and they asked me, what else can we do? And I said, well, we, we do a lot of rehab over here and I would love to help however we can. So sure enough, we kept rehabbing partly. We use every therapy that we have discussed about and magna wave therapy plate he he even have some some innovative innovative treatments like a prp he has ozone therapy <laughs> he had stem cell therapy oh he had absolutely every therapy that we had in here you, gave you could you could tell like that we have never seen this before because he was if we had it he was getting it and we were not going to make it a, a we, we were not going to spare any therapy on him he was so loving and his purpose became stronger and stronger as he got better and you could see as he got better he was actually fun of kids and I said what is going on he was born to help kids and help kids in hospitals and help kids in, um, in in rehab centers and sure enough we put that to the test and recently Bentley took him to the downtown and he was a rock star he was he was a rock star he he was walking very well to the to the untrained eye you would not be able to tell that how bad he used to be and and where has where he has come now you, you almost it's almost unbelievable the 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 progress and this progress was not i i must say before before we go further it's not it was a it was a village that took this you know that we have vets working on this horse from colombia argentina egypt we have we have have techs from italy working on on parley parley it's probably the most worked equine <laughs> in the whole United States. He is an amazing, is an amazing story. It's wonderful. Tell us a little bit uh, about Illusion. Illusion is is a horse that one of those horses that you just like partly that you're like, oh, I don't know if we could do that. I I don't know if we could do that. It's a horse with severe laminitis severe laminitis and basically losing both of her feet oh losing God. both of her hind feet and unfortunately the recommendation from multiple veterinarians was to put her to sleep and the owner just found about us and found about our therapies and say what can you do and we're like if you if you don't want to give up we're not gonna give up we're just gonna keep going and we continue treating illusion with exact science and therapy that i was telling you about we treated her uh, bone infections because she got laminitis then she got bone infections we treated those with the hyperbaric chamber the salt water spa we treated her with a uh, vibration plate the weakness we treated the weakness in the muscles we treated her with a magna wave and we did it with therapeutic, therapeutic chewing and just slowly she started making some changes and slowly she started putting weight and her ulcers in the body from laying down all the time started, started healing. She started walking and she started walking and walking every day until she was able to go home. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. As short and sweet as that. That's wonderful. Yeah. What about Izzy? Easy, ooh, easy is, is easy is, is is extremely special because it's it's graphic, and the documentation when you when you look at the the picture of how she got here, she was rescued by she was rescued by Miss Laureen Vargas. And I know Laureen. You know Laureen? Uh -huh. Yes. So she was rescued by Laureen and her organization who are a, a blessing to the horse business in yes. Ocala. Mm -hmm. And the horse, having a hard time describing how she arrived because she was carried by eight people oh into goodness. these facilities. Like literally carried. These people were just not willing to give up on Easy. And, and it was 
out of this world how this gentleman and ladies picked her up and they said we need to do something to save her she was she she was like in the ground that's all i can say oh. she was in the ground and she couldn't get up she was extremely underweight that's why they could pick her up and she was abandoned by her previous owners which we don't know who they are but Lorraine and her group found her and brought her up and they said we gotta do something and we say if you're not ready to give up we're not gonna give up so she had severe bone infection on both front feet oh. and we did the standard treatment that we do for severe bone infection which is antibiotic therapeutic chewing hyperbaric oxygen chamber salt water spa she was severe malnourished so we consulted with a nutritionist where we gave her the best nutrition possible because you have to be careful how you bring him back. And a lot of TLC. Every day, 24-7. The same village, working, on, working for the same purpose. So we kept working on her every day. 18 hours a day, but she was probably getting some sort of treatment. The poor girl probably didn't sleep well <laughs> for a while because even at night, she was getting some sort of treatment. And you can see the videos, how beautiful she is. I think she made and she actually made it to the Ocala Style magazine. So you'll see, you'll see her report coming soon because she has definitely impacted uh, a lot of people on how inspiring that is. Because uh, something that we forget is that this is, not just the, this is not just the owner or the person that rescued them or us. I don't know what percentage it is, but the highest percentage, the highest percentage is the horse who doesn't want to give up. And if the horse, you can almost see it in the eyes. If they don't want to give up, then we're here for them. And easy and all illusion, partly, they just had it in their eyes. They were not ready to give up. They just wanted to keep going and keep fighting. Their, their strength, it's like an excellent soul, you know, it's like I want to live. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Dr. Rian, miracle performer, <laughs> uh, mastermind uh, behind Epic You and, and the village, uh, performing miracles. Tell us um, one, one thing on your bucket list that you want to accomplish. Well, um, one, thing on my, one thing on my bucket list that we just accomplished is that we partnered up with Dr. Phil Hammock, one of the most amazing surgeons in the country. And we finished the surgical suite, who, as I told you, was, has been the plans for many, many years. So that, we just finished that um, several months ago. And now we're fully open. Mm, state-of-the-art surgical suite, state-of-the-art equipment. You'll take pictures and you'll show everybody how amazing it is, because it's just an amazing, just an amazing dream come true. It's an amazing team. And the, the partnership with Dr. Hammock has taken our dreams from this, from what we had at EPC back in the days, to an epic to place. <laughs> it certainly is epic, and um, Parley agrees. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Alberto Ruan, Luisa Barton, for the Horse Talk Show. <laughs>